Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Filmmaking Sucks podcast, where we tell you all of the mistakes <laughs> that you could possibly make while making a film and how you can avoid them. I am one of your hosts, Manny. And I'm Lynn. All right. Welcome to the table. <laughs> I added nothing to that. Nothing. Not a thing. It's all right, though. It's all right, though. Uh, so, uh, first things first, I want to let everybody know, uh, let you all know one more time. Uh, we will be at the Severed Film Festival in Stroudsburg, New Jersey at the Sherman Theater on May 27th. Um, we'll be there all day. It is a little film festival playing Bio Omega along with a couple other, uh, well-known horror films. At the end of the night, there is a short film festival which uh, we may or may not be involved in. I have not heard back yet from uh, whether or not we're going, we, we submitted a short film. Fingers crossed. Yes, so hopefully we'll be screening there. Um, but we will be there. We will have a table there. We'll have copies of Blood Slaughter Massacre and uh, Attack of the Brain People if we can get them, if we get them from Dina in time. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, yeah, we're still out of those. Uh, but we have Blood Slaughter and uh, who knows, we might have something else on DVD. It's possible, I don't know. It depends if I can finish it between now and then. Ooh, mysterious. Ooh, mysterious. Yeah, possibly, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but don't, so don't quote me on that. But either way, we're going to be there. And uh, it's also on top of the on top of the film festival and some of the vendors. There is a VHS swap there for the day. So all of you analog fans, yes, big VHS. Swap. All you tape heads. All you tape heads. Yes, if you have a if you have VHS tapes that if you like to buy VHS tapes, you can come and pick them up. Come buy some from all the vendors there. The VHS museum will be there. Uh, <gasps> Yep, they're going to have a nice exhibit. They had an awesome exhibit last year. They'll have a new, another one this year. Uh, Horror Boobs, I'm pretty sure, will be in attendance. Um, and hopefully, um, uh, hopefully our co-host. Yeah, hopefully our <laughs> co-host, Mario, will be there. Um, uh, Lunch Meat Magazine is almost is always there, so they should be there as well. Uh, Josh is a cool dude. Um, yeah, there'll be a couple other people... Um, Last year we got we got to spend a good portion of the of the day with, hanging out with Rob Dimension. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Rob, or fortunately for Rob, he moved further south, so I don't think he'll be there unless he decides to make a special appearance because he's been there before. Um, but yeah, there'll be a couple of couple of awesome indie filmmakers and uh, VHS tape heads there for the day, as well as I got a ton of Goosebump books and Fear Street books. Yep. Yep, and and a lot of collectibles, a lot yes. of a lot of old school horror collectibles will be there. Very cool. This isn't when uh, you'll probably find you might find a little thing or there from the from current movies, but we're talking a lot of seventies and eighties uh, memorabilia, and I don't mean just things like I'm talking. I'm talking like I've seen. Uh, um, I've seen standees from Nightmare on Elm Street three, mm-hmm. like the six foot standees of Freddy for sale there. Yep. Okay, last year I bought the I bought the the, the the new release of the Altered States vinyl soundtrack, and that guy had soundtracks from years, decades ago, as well. You know, uh, was it the Altered States? No, I bought the Gate there. I bought the soundtrack of the Gate there, which was awesome, and he had some also other awesome Gate posters. So I almost got a um, goosebumps. Lunchbox. Yep. Yeah. So cool. from so uh, just to just to add to the to our recent episode on conventions, if you're a filmmaker, come out for the day and hang out. Yep. And if you can't be there that same weekend, if you can't be there that same weekend, very close by, is also the first Contact Film Festival that is on Saturday and Sunday in Lake Hapatkong. 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 <laughs> I always, oh, whatever, you Jersey people. Uh, Lake Hapatkong. Yeah, at, New Yorkers at, who call Houston, Houston. It is Houston. Yeah. Houston would be H-U. 
Okay, it's not, not, not Houston. It's Houston. Houston would be H U, not H O. Sorry, people. I don't Texans. Texans. English people. English. It's Houston. Anyway, <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't say I'm going to my house. No, I'm going to my house. <laughs> I'm going to the house. Going inside the house, not inside the house. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Uh, yes, at, at Camp Jefferson uh, is the, the film festival, um, the first contact film festival run by our friend Mark Boutros. We are screening there on Sunday as part of the festival. Theta Stays will be playing at 2.40. Uh, a couple other people whose films uh, off the top of my head are, are, are playing. Oh, one Justin of the- Morales is playing. His movie is uh, uh, Wrath of the Blood Angel will be there. So we'll be playing Saturday and Sunday. Uh, oh, Scott Perry's movie. One of the episodes of In Fear Of, Scott Perry's um sees Scott Perry show off the top of phobia. I think it's, I think, I think, I think it's that episode so. off the top of my head. I can't think of the name. I'm sorry, Scott, but uh, <laughs> his, Oh yes. One of his episodes of in fear of will be screening there right before us as yeah. well, right before us, I might add. So that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, I don't think Scott's not going to be there. He's on vacation that week. His first vacation in years. Well, I guess he gets one in a couple of years, Yeah, you know, so he, he, he unfortunately will not be there, but I believe the director of that episode will be there because the director is the one who submitted it, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be there. Uh, there's uh, 15 or so films playing in total for mm-hmm. the weekend. Um, so uh, you can buy those tickets on filmfreeway.com. You can directly you can go to the first contact on Facebook and get the get the tickets. They're $10 per day or $15 for the weekend. Uh, same thing goes for Severed at the Sherman Theater. Severed is Saturday, May 27th. Tickets also, I think, are $10 for the day. We'll be there all day. And then we're heading over to Camp Jefferson for Sunday, May 28th for First Contact. So you can catch us at both of those shows if you're in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. Yes, you can catch us at both of those shows. So business out of the way. Ah, Done. (laughs) Next next order is today's subject. Uh, It's kind of a a, a continuation from last week Mm. and a little bit related to... I don't know if it's last week. What order are we we airing these in? I don't know. That's your job. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. You said last week before we started recording. I said said one of our previous episodes. I was not very specific. Okay, one of our previous episodes, continuation on... The conventions episode. The conventions episode. Um where we kind of talked about getting involved in uh, film festivals that are local to you. I kind of wanted to bring on a, uh, we actually attended an event recently mm-hmm. that was uh, kind of hosted at the NYU Tisch, Tisch. School Tisch. of Arts. Tisch. Tisch. Um, which was called, it was hosted. Oh my God. you don't remember the name of it already? I remember it. It was hosted by the NYC Women Filmmakers. Um, and this particular one was called Working Above the Micro-Budget Level. Which was really cool. We heard that really, and we were really like, cool. all right, we got to get there. We got to yeah. be there. We're going to be there. Be there, be there, be there, be there. Yeah. And it was super awesome. Um, you know, as a, any female filmmakers that are listening and in the New York City area, definitely I would check them out. Uh, it was free for me as a female filmmaker. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it was a minimal donation from you. Yeah, it was you, a 5 or $10 donation for me since, I'm, since I don't have a vagine. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone can be perfect. Yes, yes. I wasn't blessed with a vagine. <laughs> um, so it was... It was um, <laughs> wow where did that where did this already go um i'm just gonna mute my mic <laughs> so the two women who were running this uh they first they screened their movies um unfortunately i didn't make it because you know i have a day job you have a day job um but we made I it i didn't make for- it either because i was waiting for you to get out of your day job 
Wow, you were just full of things today. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the two women that were uh, giving the talk were Naomi McDougal Jones. I'm sorry if I'm killing names, and Sarah Wharton. Um, Naomi actually has an amazing podcast called Fearfulness. Fear Fearfulness. Okay. Fearfulness. Fearfulness. So One it's word. fear parentheses F U L parentheses less. Gotcha. So, uh, really great. Um, they are what I would call the next level above From us. Yes, they are a level up of us. I mean, obviously, because they're breaking through this micro budget. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can we somehow? All right, there's no sp- specific parameters, but a low budget film mm-hmm. is considered a million and under. Yes, micro budget mm-hmm. is, I think, like. Two or three hundred thousand and under. I believe so. If you're working in where we're working in, which is the ten to fifty thousand, mm-hmm. most would consider that no budget. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's some people who've done even less than that. Uh, mm-hmm. We know, we know people who've made feature films for two or three thousand dollars. It's yeah. still no budget. Yeah. Okay. When they say no budget, it's generally. St- I hate the term personally. I hate the term. I hate, hate it. it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because there is a budget. We are yeah. putting money into it. Yeah. You know? But the truth is, a lot of the no-budget filmmakers, um, what's defining them as no-budget is, number one, there's probably a number of people who are working on the film for free. Yeah. Okay? Because they, they just can't afford to pay them. Mm-hmm. All right? And number two... Um, you're not a lot of the a lot of the films. They're not actually keeping track of what they're spending because they're literally taking this out of their pocket. Yeah, you know they get they get paid for the, they work their full time job. They get paid for the week and they take fifty dollars out of their paycheck here and there. And they okay and they go buy a wig for their for one of their actors or you know they go get another palette of makeup that they're going to shoot with for this weekend. Mm. You know it's very hard to keep track of your budget when you're paying for the film as you go along. Yeah, so that that's. Generally, the two ways of defining no budget. People, some people just cannot be paid. I'm not saying everybody. Sometimes it is everybody. But you don't have the budget to pay certain people, and you're literally paying for this out of your pocket. You yeah. know, you, you're not, you're not keeping track of the budget because you just you're paying for it as you have it. And hey, that happens. It happens. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. So, no. just I to mean, make- even even um, both Naomi and Sarah, who were on this mm-hmm. uh, this panel. They were actually working together on, on, a, on a movie. Yeah. Sarah um, made her first film. She said it was $10,000, her, $10, her first film. And they guerrillaed it. And they had lots of their f- actor friends who just did it. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, Naomi's, I think she said hers was 80000 Yeah. Um, her first feature, which is feature. micro budget. Yep. Still considered micro budget. Sorry to break your hearts, people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, both of them, I think, actually got on Netflix. Um, well, I mean, technically, it's still no budget, but it's micro budget. It's yeah. it's 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 a fuzzy line. Yeah, it's a fuzzy line. I'm going to say micro budget is under fifty. Yeah, that's my, that's no, excuse me, no budget. No budget. No budget would technically be under fifty thousand. So one was no budget, one was micro budget. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So what was uh, so we we happened to stumble. I remember how we stumbled across this event. Um, probably on Twitter or Facebook or something. Yeah, I found it somehow. I don't yeah. Remember. And um, so we signed up via Eventbrite and got down to this thing. And it was uh, it's a good way of finding things too. going through. Eventbrite. I was just I was going to say I, I literally after this event went to Eventbrite and just literally they have a whole film and video section. And I went through and I clicked on a bunch of, of local events that are happening with us that were that were of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, this was a free event. It was, you know, I think we were about three hours this this talk was um it started at six was the movies and then seven was the talk yeah we got out of there almost 10 o'clock almost 10 o'clock yeah yeah that was really cool yeah so 
so essentially these two uh, amazing women filmmakers, which I love, um, are they are they have not yet made their movie. They have gone through a very extensive their new movie. Their new movie. The new movie. Um, the one that broke them out of the micro budget. Yes. Um, barrier. Um, they went through a very extensive two year pre production process. Yes. Um, where Naomi had a script that she got to a producer and the producer sent her a couple of notes and she incorporated the notes and they did a couple of revisions back and forth, her and this producer. So after getting their script together, they attempted to pull together a, um, I'm going to go through my notes. So Mm -hmm. if it's a little... Not as smooth as our typical yeah, show. I do what apologize. Gonna, what we're going to do today is we're going we're to go down a lot of the stuff that we that, that that they talked about. Some of this some of this information is new to us. Some of it was not, but it's all something that we feel that everybody needs to know. And uh, hopefully they're listening to the show. Uh, so thank you guys for doing an amazing amazing talk. This is really cool. Um, it was nice to see 70, 80 women in one room. It was amazing. Oh, it blew my mind that there were actually seventy or eighty women that we're looking to take this next step. And, you know, I, I hate to be super political, but you know what? Fuck it. It's my show. Um, there's a lot of talk right now about women, uh, women filmmakers, women struggling to get into the Hollywood, us not being hired at the same numbers and the same rates being afforded the same opportunities. And all of it is freaking true. Um, it's true in every field, but it's true, it's true in, it's in every, every field. field. It's true in every field. It has to be said. It's true everywhere you go. Thank you, sir. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine because you're cheering for us. Um, but you know, I think there's been a lot of people in Hollywood that have dared to say that women do not want to make movies, do not want to direct movies, do not want to direct movies at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, when 70 or 80 women show up at one event on a Friday night in the middle of New York City on a beautiful 70-degree oh, day, it's a beautiful day. Um, we're hungry, and we want to do this, and we are going to help one another do this. I was hungry, this. but that's because I hadn't eaten. Uh, I fed you, you beforehand. Don't yeah, even you lie. Did. I did. Afterwards. No, before. Before you got off work, and we went right inside. No, we went to the fresh place, remember? Then we oh, went to the thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. I fed you. <laughs> Right? I'm a good producer. I feed you, okay? I was still hungry. <laughs> but it's not my fault that you didn't order enough. Um, anyway, so yeah, it was it was really great to be in a, in a room of, of 70, 80 women. And I mean, it wasn't just young women. There were, there were some, a fair amount of older women that were, that were looking to get into this. Um, it was just, it was just really an amazing time. It was a big, Broad spectrum. Yeah. It was a broad spectrum of people. It wasn't just young film students. It mm. was, yes, there was older people there. Yeah. There was women in their 40s, 50s, 60s who were trying to get into filmmaking. So it's never too late. No. It's never, never, never too late. No, if which by the way, I want to give a shout out to Carol who um, we met at the Macabre Fair Film Festival. More people that you, you uh, meet when Carol, you go to these things. Carol Ritter Conley? Yes. Um, she was how old? It was her 60th birthday. The, for her 60th birthday, she decided she, the present she was going to give herself was she was going to make her first movie ever. Mm-hmm. She had worked in the film industry in the local film office most of her life and never made a movie. And so for her 60th birthday, she pulled together this mind-bending... Uh, twisted, disturbing, Twisted, disturbing, awesome demented, almost... Drama horror. Drama horror. Um... That really blew a lot of people, including us. Uh, what was the name of it? Um, oh, God. Oh, geez. Oh, man, that's going to kill me now. <sighs> Figure out the name. We'll let you guys know. Yeah, we'll let you know. Put it in the show notes. Yeah. 
Like we have show notes. I don't even know if we do. We have show notes. I'm just making promises I can't deliver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, amazing, amazing lady, amazing filmmaker. Um, it's never too late to just dive on in and just do it and, and you know, dump the fear and just go for it and chase your dreams and hooray. Um, are you looking this up? Should I just? Yes. No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so anyway, so this event had a, you know, broad spectrum of different kinds of women, which was incredible. And these two women, um, were sharing their process, the process, what they've been going through over the last two years to get a movie up and running, um, through pre-production to the point of production, um, at a higher, at a higher than micro budget level. Mm -hmm. Um, penitence. There you go. That's that's Carol. Carol Ritter Conley's movie is named Penitence, and it's winning awards everywhere it goes. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. And Continue. you know, much love to Carol too. Yes. I know that she's had some medical issues, and we're hoping that she gets back on her feet mm-hmm. and back to filming as soon as possible. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying. So, um, what I really found amazing about this talk is that they really show the power of pre-production and what it takes to actually professionally do a professional round of Mm -hmm. pre-production. Like I said, Naomi had gone through three or four different script revisions with a, with a, with what essentially was an associate producer acting as an executive producer Mm -hmm. Um, where he was giving notes, he was giving insight, he was doing a lot of support and, and hearing out of tough decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, So once they got the script to a point um, where they felt it was ready to, to go into pre-production. Um, they reached out to a team. This is the first term that I learned, uh, a co-production. Mm-hmm. A co-production is when, um, America, we are not supportive of artists. <laughs> no, we're not. We're absolutely not. This country is not supportive of artists at all. In America, artists like, are fuck bums. Fuck you, fuck you. you you're, yeah, bums. Survival of the fittest. Is Get a job. You, survival of the fittest as Get long a real as you job. have a dick. Long Get a as, real job. As long as you don't have a vagine. Oh my god. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Whoa, bro. It's true. Whoa. It's true. Wow. Get a job, you dirty hippie. Yeah, right. Um It's so, true. It's true though. If you're if you're an artist and a woman, no, we have no interest yeah, in you. No. That's really how it is in this country. Go make some some go ceramic make me, go objects make and me sell a them at the local in a ceramic plate that you <laughs> smelt yourself. <laughs> You don't smelt ceramic, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but other countries do. They like their artists and they like to give them money to make art. There's a number of countries that will pay you to shoot in their their country. There is a number of countries that will actually pay up to, some countries, 80% of your budget can be covered by the country's government just for bringing your production to their country. Every country they have there. There's like 20, I think there's 20 or so countries yeah. that will that that will supplement your budget. Uh, there are rules you have to hire locally. You mm-hmm. have to, you know, there's a lot of things it's very to si- it. But. It's very similar to our tax incentive program out here in yes, America, which yes. you'll hear, I'm sure, if you ever listen to any other podcast or read anything film related, they, everybody's talking about film incentives and how the different states are competing against one another by mm-hmm. offering different tax incentives. Tax incentives are not money, but they are, yeah. you know, discounts that you get off your taxes. Yes. So, um, back to the, um, mm-hmm. co-location and how it relates to this. Co-production. Co-production. Yeah. Sorry. 
Um, so co-production is when there's two countries, um, one of them was a, a U.S. slash British dual citizen. Mm-hmm. And she had connected with a Canadian production company. Both of these countries will actually finance some part of a artist's work. So by joining forces, they were hoping to use both countries' resources together mm-hmm. um, to fund a fair amount of this project. Um, not something I had ever thought of because I grew up in America. Yeah, so you didn't Thanks, realize Mom. that other countries are actually that supportive of it. So the fact that they were so so if they were trying to do it in America at all, they were not going to be allowed to do the co-production. No, you know, uh, you know what? There's probably some level of money that your budget needs to be in order to get that done. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can guarantee you Hollywood is using that in yeah. some form or another. Because there's plenty of movies that are shot here in America and England and and Brazil and mm-hmm. you know and Japan. So I guarantee if you're at that, you know, twenty to hundred million dollar level, they're gonna make an exception for yeah. you. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I also think these are two women filmmakers, and there were probably various kinds of grants that they could have looked they, into. They did say that too. Yeah. They did say that that the fact that they were women, they felt that a lot of doors were closed on them. Simply the fact that it was two women. But the fact that they were two women also opened up other doors to yeah. them. You yeah. know? But they did feel that kind of push, the fact that it was two women making these phone calls. Oh, uh, man, we're from, making a feminist episode. Of no, feeling. well, no, we're not. It's it, This is what the conversation was. Yeah, this is what true. the conversation it's was. You know? But whatever. Get get to the actual information. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll talk about female filmmaking, quote unquote, yeah. later on. I'll let you know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, unfortunately, their co-production did not work. Um, it just fell fell through at the last very moment. And that happens a lot. That happens, that happens a lot. A lot. Remember that. That what is it? Some it's something like something like ten out of every hundred films that are that are proposed in Hollywood actually go into production, and two of them are completed. Mm-hmm. So you're talking two percent of all of, of all films that are that are uh, pitched. Mm-hmm. Or brought to a studio level where yeah. a stu- where an executive will consider it, mm-hmm. you know, two percent are ever completed, right. and it's literally like less than half of that actually will actually be released. Or like released, oh, released. Yeah, you know. So the ones that are green, greenlit. Well, no, I'm saying ten percent. Ten percent will be greenlit. All right. Ten okay. percent of them will actually be greenlit. You know, maybe ten percent of those will be made, yeah. and one to five percent of those will be released. Right. So there are hundreds of movies every year made that never go anywhere, and they end up coming out years later on a quiet DVD release to bargain shelves because the company didn't want it, or you know they didn't like it, they couldn't find a way to market it, so they sell it off to a smaller company for the budget, and the smaller company will then sell it at their at their bargain place where they know they can bundle it with a bunch of other DVDs to sell it easily. Right. So if this is Hollywood with hundreds of million dollars is happening, you at an indie level, if your film didn't come together, don't worry. It's not just you. It's not the end of the world. It's not just you. Yes. It's not just you. Hollywood does it too. So (laughs) it happens on all levels. Yes. Um, so after they their their co-production, it's a very um, fickle business. It's very fickle. <laughs> um, after the co-production uh, fell fell through, um, they they had no choice but to go through the investors' mm-hmm. um, model. Mm-hmm. And one of the things which I think I think we're probably going to wind up doing an episode because I think I actually want to take a shot at one of these is creating a lookbook. Uh huh. Um, that would more 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 be my thing to create the lookbook. Right. Lookbook is again. Explain what a lookbook is. 
A lookbook is pretty much what you're presenting to your, I'm looking for my note, but um, what you present to your investors. Um, it has information about the director, the producer, anybody who's attached to the film. Um, it has a number of, uh, uh, has a budget. Mm-hmm. It has a financial plan. It has literally charts and graphs marketing that explain plan. a marketing plan. It has charts and graphs that explain that you probably will not get your money back and that this many films, yeah. you know, get their money back. But don't expect you, you, you're not showing your investors the Blair Witch Project big, as much as you all want to. And we all do in the beginning. Blair Witch is not what you put in your lookbook. No. <laughs> a big part of the lookbook, too, is the lit- literal look of the movie. Okay. Literally the look of the film. Mm-hmm. Like you giving them images that, that either you've shot or you want to compare to what the film is going to look like, who is the and, and how that relates to the demographic you're shoot, you're shooting for. What type of movie are you going to make? And you're literally showing them this on paper. Right. You're taking your entire film from beginning to end, showing it to them on paper from pictures and graphs and contracts and numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, the lookbook goes to multiple different people. The producers want the numbers. You know, and then we're talking executive producers. Yeah. Executive producers, people with money, they want numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, producers want numbers and images. They want to see because they want to because they're somewhat involved. They're most they, they become involved in the creative aspects of the film. Right. So they have to know if this is even something that they're even interested. Like, right. Would I even watch this movie? Would I be looking at this? Okay. And not only that, like, okay, this is what you want. Can you shoot this? Mm-hmm. Can your cinematographer? Make your film look like Dead Silence. Can you get that blue and white washed out look consecutive, consistently throughout the whole film? Okay. Can your can your cinematographer do this? Right. This is what we're looking for, and this is what the cinematographer does. So these are things that are in the lookbook as well. Okay. That's also why look. We're looking at the book. We're looking at the pictures. We're looking at everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm sure we'll do a much more thorough. Mm-hmm. episode on that yeah, once we actually we, do one we create one yes <laughs> yeah your scripts will be in there all the people involved it's it's every bit of information about the film before you even made it you know yes um <laughs> yes so this is when our world's changed during this talk oh. and we learned two new magical words oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> development funds I, I, i've heard these before I've heard it before, but I've always looked at it like, well, that's something that Hollywood does. Yeah. This is a Hollywood thing, development funds. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> development funds are money giving at a contract signing that you have to, that you can spend right away. Yeah. So essentially you're going to bring your investors on. Um, and the very, the earliest investors, which are going to be the people that we talked about in the past, you know, your foundation, people who mm-hmm. are following you, the people who are going to give you the money, who are literally giving it to you to support you. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I think now a lot of, I know a lot of the people on, on this, probably listening to the show, they all consider crowdfunding and I hope to God you all listen to our crowdfunding episode. So if you didn't, please don't stop right now, but go back and listen to our crowdfunding episode. This right here is a bit of an aside to that. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to crowdfund and you want to make, let's say you want to make something above $50,000, you yeah. want to make, you want to get two, three, $200,000 for a movie. Mm-hmm. Crowdfunding is not the way to go if you don't have some serious weight behind your campaign. Which we'll, we'll get you into because yes, this, we'll this is eye-opening. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have that actor name or that director or someone who pulls 
who has weight with producers where when you're going to tell somebody, I want money for a movie, well, who's in it and yeah. who's working on it? You drop that name, they go, I'll pay for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll make this movie because he's involved. Yeah. If you don't have someone like that for the film, unless you have a serious following, and I mean serious, you have to work for this. Yeah. Don't crowdfund for two, three hundred thousand mm. dollars. Don't bother. Just mm. don't do it. You're not going to get it. And honestly, if that's the type of movie you want to make at three hundred thousand, don't make it right now. Make something else. Yeah. You know, either find a way to to scale that script down, or make another script and do that ten, twenty thousand dollar feature film. Yep. Do it that way. You know. Uh, so to get to this. Let's 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 pick number say five hundred thousand. It's a good okay. even number. Yeah. All right. Let's use that as our example for the rest of the episode. Right. Let's say we're talking a five hundred thousand dollar film. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you're going to need what you said is development funds. I believe that's what you should crowdfund. Crowdfund your yes, development. Your fund development funds because your fan base, who you've developed over the for, over those couple of years will be the ones who can help you with that. Yes. And the development funds are, what's the percentage approximately? I think um, they said five to 10. Yeah, five to 10%. So out of a out of $500,000 movie, you're going to look for- 25 to 50. 20, okay, there you go. 25 to 50,000 for your crowdfunding. And mm-hmm. this is your development. Right. This is your pre-production cost. And what you do with your development funds is you put three things in place. Your creative team, your cast, and then your investors. Yes. Um, and, and, and your development funds are going to get you through securing all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you bring on... Where would you spend this money? Um, well, very smartly, what these two amazingly intelligent women did <laughs> <laughs> is they took a little percentage for themselves to keep themselves they afloat. They lived on it. They lived on it for the next yes, nine so months. So they could, they could put their full attention to this and this alone. Mm-hmm. Now that kind of sounds weird. Wait a minute. I'm going to crowdfund some money so I can live on it? Yes. Yes. If you're going to make a $500,000 movie, you are not working a 40-hour week job at the same time. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. No. I've said my example, I've said this I've said this to plenty of people before. You can't be an architect if you're working at the grocery store 40, 50 hours a week. You cannot. Mm-mm. How are you going to work as an architect if you're if you're bouncing at the bar for thirty hours a week? Yeah. You just can't. No. You know, prof- a plumber cannot be a professional plumber mm-hmm. if he owns a grocery store. Right. You can't do it. You need so if you want to be a filmmaker, you need to be a filmmaker. And exactly. if you're going to make a five hundred thousand dollar movie, you want fi- you want to spend five hundred thousand half a million dollars. Yeah. On a movie, this better be your, your full-time life. job. This better be your you better life. You better it. eat it, sleep it, drink yes. it. Yes, because you are going to have some very angry people mm-hmm. who just gave you a half a million dollars mm-hmm. to spend to make a movie. And if you're disappearing... If you're not answering that phone because you're at work... Yes, not <laughs> happening. You are not getting the money. So, that's the basis. This is where we're starting yeah. at here. If you're not... At that, you're not ready to make that step and make that level where you're leaving your job to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't the episode for you. Yeah, you know, listen anyway because one day you're going to be there. Yeah, and you're going to need and, that and, validation. And this, this is going to get a little scary, and yes. this is this is going to this is. I mean, 
this was eye-opening and awakening mm-hmm. for the two of us, which is why we decided to share it with you. Yes. Um, but it's going to get scary. It's going to get big. Mm-hmm. It's going to get real big. Let's and you're going to, you're, you're going to, you're going to, your chest is going to hurt a little uh, bit. I know, you're going to try and catch your, your breath. Stomach, you, had, you had a frog <laughs> in your throat a couple of times just thinking about it. I did. Thinking about it. The fact that, the fact that we want to do a series and I'm talking about a $300,000 budget. <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we are looking to get to this level in the next year or two. Yes. Which is why we're going to discuss this. Maybe even air out some of our own problems with each other right now. Uh-oh. I don't know. Whoa. I don't have any problems. You do. <laughs> My problem. Continue. Um, Not that kind of problems. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, anyway. So yes, they took some of those development funds. So development funds. And paid their bills. They paid their bills for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, they figured out what they could live, with, live on and live with and they gave it to themselves. This, mm-hmm. But the main thing that they did, number one, is hire a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? First thing, hire a lawyer. You hired a lawyer? How is, this helping, on, how is this helping your development? And then later on, you're going to hire an accountant. Oh. oh. How is this helping your development, you may ask? Mm-hmm. Well, all of these agreements that you're getting for these development funds, the contracts have to be written by someone. This is why I say you crowdfund this. Yes. There's less contracts going into the development fund. Yes. Now, they went to somebody who they knew was willing to invest in their film, mm-hmm. and they got their development fund with it. This person who was willing to give them the yes. money to start the film, knowing there's a good chance they're never getting the money back, but they just wanted to... Well, here's the thing about development funds, and this is what I wanted to explain, too. Mm-hmm. When, when you get into an agreement for development funds, yes. there's two options that you can offer your investors. Um, I'm sure one, there's other options, but these are the two main. These, these are the two ones that they yes. spoke about. Um, one of them is in the contract for these development funds is the agreement can say that you have to pay them back immediately. Yeah. So as you're, as you're using these production funds and you're bringing on other investors, before you go into production, you may have to pay back these development funds. Yes, out of the money you're getting from out other of, investors. Out of the money that you're getting from other investors for the, pre- for the production itself. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, the other option is a rolled roll development funds, which essentially is these development funds are going to roll into the production budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that... So what we're saying here is you're going to make a $500,000 movie is what you're saying. We're going to make mm-hmm. a $500,000 movie. You're going to get $50,000 of development funds. Mm-hmm. All right? Now let's say you get this from an investor. Right. All a right? singular one to make yeah. it easy. A singular... Okay. Let's say this. Um Actually, let's make it two. Let's make it two twenty-five thousand dollars. Okay, fine. Two twenty-five thousand dollars films. So now I'm. Uh, I now want, now my budget. I have the first ten percent of my budget. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go to other investors, and now I'm telling them I need four hundred fifty thousand dollars to make the rest of the film. Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Okay. It depends on this agreement. Well, um, that's what, that's what I want to know. But yeah, for the most part, sometimes what you're asking, you're actually going to be asking for five hundred fifty thousand dollars. Gotcha. Um, oh, so your budget just went up by fifty grand. It just went up by fifty grand for the second investors, which yes. means you're technically crowd. You're, you're technically getting six hundred thousand because you got to get the first fifty thousand. Then you got to get the five hundred thousand to make it plus fifty thousand to send to give back to them. Give back to them. So you're actually having to raise six hundred thousand. Yes. This just got really difficult. Yeah. This just got scary. This is why we need a lawyer. I yeah. need a lawyer to figure this out. I need an accountant, an accountant to make sure. Figure, it, figure this all out. Get me an accountant somebody. So say we have two investors, one to 25000 Pat, I'm hiring you. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> one, one to $25,000 and the other one did two. 
One of them chooses to be paid back immediately. Okay, so I'm I'm willing to give you my twenty five, but I don't want to take the risk of 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 this okay, movie so, going into production. So as soon as I get my money from somebody else, I got to pay them back. now. Yes, you do. Shit. Right. All right. <laughs> so that's scary, but this is going to get even a little scarier. The other Maybe. investor mm-hmm. is uh says, oh, you know what? You got us this far. I have faith in you. I'm going to roll in my development funds. All right. So, so that- essentially, you have to give back. The fifty thousand, and that fifty thousand goes back into these production funds. Now that fifty thousand dollars—I mean, sorry—that twenty-five thousand. Yes. That twenty-five thousand gets a special little asterisk next to it, mm-hmm. and that asterisk says. So okay, so wait a minute. So now we're back at. So then we okay. So now we do we have to raise this when we go to the investors? That twenty-five thousand goes into the budget itself. So now I don't have to raise that 25000 right. anymore. We're Okay, all right. Yeah. So we're good on that. We're, right. We don't have to raise it anymore. It's now mm-hmm. going into the budget it's of the film. It's going into the budget of the film. All right. With an asterisk. All right. And that asterisk says there's a 20% upside. So, okay, so they want 30000 35000 back? Yes. And when do I pay them back? When the movie starts to make money, essentially, it's all it all comes from the contract. You mean well, well. As you pay your investors back, once the movie starts to make money, well, you wait start a minute. to cut checks. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now, <laughs> wait a minute now. That's not entirely true. When the movie starts to make money, as in profit, it depends on your agreement. Okay. Okay, so that's negotiable. It's negotiable. So that's negotiable. Yeah. But chances be- are. Chances are, and they did discuss this, some of these investors get paid before anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's generally your development fund people. Yes. They were the first to get money in, yes. so they're the first to, to get, get it back. back. Yes. So even before the movie starts making money, as soon as money starts coming in, mm-hmm. they get paid out of gross. Yeah. And they are officially an above-the-line expense. Yes. Okay. So... Before so 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 once I start selling tickets for the first screenings, that money goes directly to this to this person. No questions asked. They get it first. Yeah. And the other investors now, it's more. It's gonna. How am I gonna convince them to let me pay somebody else first? You're gonna need to build up your film's credibility, your street cred. Huh. How, how do, do I, you do that? How do I do that? <laughs> That's where your cast. To end. I'm, I'm going to play the dumb idiot here. If you haven't noticed, I'm going to play. The, I'm going to play the guy. I'm, I'm going I'm to try and do this myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that I can. I'm going to play the guy who doesn't know what he's doing here. So because I don't, you're going to do that with your director, your producer, and your cast. So you're telling me I need names. You need names. So this is why everybody wants names in their movies. Yes. This is why they need actors of an A or B list who can sell. This is why they worry about a certain actors who's hot right yeah. now. That's why they have stars and ratings on IMDb. And that's why there's a hot IMDb top 100 list. So you know who to hire if you're trying to find... I got it. Now. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> this sucks. So, now, you're, so, so you're telling me that going to the convention and you know picking up that actor who's been at the last seven conventions who hasn't made... A movie over $15,000 in the last eight years is not somebody who's going to help my $500,000 film. No. It's not going to help me with investors. No. He's going to be beloved gonna... amongst the fans, maybe. But, but the investors. But the investors are not going to be impressed. Care. No. All right. All right. So you're telling me I got to get Tay Diggs. 
Sure. <laughs> yes. You don't, you, don't, you don't know who Tay Diggs yeah, is? Yes, I am. You, you're not sure who Tay Diggs no, is? No, I have no idea. Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. <laughs> was he in Equilibrium? Yes, he was in Equilibrium. <laughs> there you go. He was the angry guy. Who That's sh- who I thought he was. Yes, he was the angry So, yeah, partner. you definitely definitely have to get him. You need Tay Diggs. <laughs> I, I need Tay Diggs. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, but now here's the problem. How are you going to get those big names? Because if you're sending emails to them, they're not responding. Well, why, why wouldn't they respond to me? Who are you? How I'm, many stars do you have at IMDb? What's your ranking? I'm at like 120,000. <laughs> That's or, nothing. No, These I'm like 600,000. That's not even true. <laughs> <laughs> so your street cred is what? <laughs> 600,000. <000. laughs> Negative. (laughs) (laughs) So that means we're going to have to find somebody who can help us with this, which means a casting agent. So I got to hire a casting agent. You got to hire a casting agent. I've hired three people and I haven't (laughs) done anything yet. (laughs) I've hired a lawyer. I've hired an accountant. And now I'm hiring a casting agent so that I, to tell the lawyer and the accountant who I'm paying for. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) All right. Who is this casting agent going to call for me? Well, like, oh, so what is a casting agent going to do for me? What that, that I can't do? Because here's the thing. The casting agent is magic. Really? Magic. They went to Hogwarts? They went to Hogwarts. All right. They're going to pull some net amazing spells out, and they're going to start reaching out to people, and people are going to respond. Why would they respond? Because your casting agent has street cred. With... They are verified. You know that little How? green check mark everybody has on their little yeah, accounts? Yeah, but... but, but. All right, there's something you're missing there. They're not... See, here's the thing about the casting agent. The casting agent has street cred with other agents. With other agents, yes. That's okay, you're right. Is. Okay, yes. so you're... So I was trying to lead you to that. Hey, lead, well, sorry. You weren't being clear. <laughs> um, so your, your casting agent has friends. Yes, okay. Let's start there. Your casting agent has friends. Mm-hmm. They've, been to, they've been to a couple of parties. They did a little elbow rubby rub, mm-hmm. you know, and they have some friends and they have some relationships and they have some history. Mm-hmm. So now they know who to call. Yes. And how to get in touch with and Tay Diggs. And how to get in touch with they Tay Diggs. They know Tay Diggs' agent. Yeah. They know the person who books Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. There's even a chance that your casting agent happened to run across Tay Diggs at some party, at some movie that maybe they cast for, and their that, people... How do I find that casting you know, their agent? Their people. Uh, that's... You can look <laughs> at IMDb Pro. IMDb Pro. Oh. So that's what I'm paying for. That's what you're paying for. You can actually search people, find their representation. On IMDb Pro? On IMDb Pro. That's what I'm paying every month for. (laughs) It's not just for your poster. It's not just for your poster image. Posters are free now. (laughs) Are they really? Yes. Posters on IMDb for your film are free now as long as you have, as long as you have an IMDb Pro account. Yeah. Your posters are you can upload. Is my profile picture yet free? No, you have to pay for your profile picture. You have to have a pro account. No. But it used to be on IMDb Pro. Uh, you didn't even have to have a pro account in order to get your movie on. Uh, like you had a movie listed on IMDb to put the poster up there, you had to pay for the poster. If you already have a pro account, you can put a poster out there. So that one or two of you out there who actually have a pro an IMDb Pro account. Call all of your friends right now mm-hmm. and make friends. Make do them all a favor yep. right now. Give them something. Give them exactly. <laughs> Give them something. You're paying for this account. Call your friends out there who all have who all have their films on IMDb but don't have a poster. 
Tell them, send me your poster and I will upload it onto your page for, I'll do it for you myself. Mm -hmm. I can, I'm paying for it. I'll do it. Do them a favor. Yep. And, and they'll be so happy because they all have to pay $30, 30, they, they literally have to pay 30 bucks just to have their poster posted up there. And who knows, their poster might change three times between now and then. You have an account, you can save them that money, do them a favor, and get it. I did it for three people. Yeah. In the first week when they did it, I got three posters up there yeah. for other people. And they all have, now their films look better. Their films look more credible because they look like a they real They have film. more street cred? They have more street cred. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. There you go. Wow. So. And I built up my street cred. No, I built up my cred because I did that for them. No, you, you built up your, your, your favorite pool. Your favorite pod. What I, okay, yeah. fine. I built up my favorite pod. All right, my favorite pod. I built up my brownie points. <laughs> exactly. I did something you, good. You got some brownie points. Mm-hmm. Um. Essentially, you bring on your casting director, mm-hmm. and your casting director is going to ask you, what are your dreams? Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. Elijah Wood and Tay Diggs in a romantic comedy. And a buddy cop movie at the same time. A romantic buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah. A romantic buddy cop comedy with Elijah Wood and Tay Diggs. Excellent. All right. So now your casting agent's job. How would that? Why the hell would I do that? I want Elijah Wood <laughs> and Tay Diggs in a survival horror film. Okay. All right. Survival horror film. And Got we're this. shooting in Pennsylvania at a log cabin. Do you have that all secured and contracted? We're shooting at a log cabin <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you don't have that contracted yet, so we're not going to tell them that. Damn. <laughs> You're out of luck, bro. Okay, okay, but that's that, That's what I you, want. You have pictures this of that my, in your lookbook. Yes, it's in my lookbook. That's what I want. Okay. There you go. Okay. Great. Tay Diggs and Elijah Wood in a survival horror in a, in, in a cabin. Right. A romantic survival horror. So now your casting agent is going to reach out, and they're going to do their damnedest to get Elijah Wood and Tay Diggs for you. Uh-huh. They are going to reach out to the agents that they know, they are going to uh, get scripts. They're going to help you through this negotiation process. See that Elijah Wood's interested. You He's know? probably not going to be, though. He might be. Well, Elijah Wood might be. I don't think Tay Diggs that, that's, why, that's why I didn't go with him. Elijah, Elijah Wood would be. Wood. Elijah Wood might be interested. He does. And he Elijah, likes- if you are interested in listening, call me. <laughs> uh, call us. Send us an email at. No, I'm just kidding. No, really call me. Mm-hmm. Um. Just her, not me. Don't bother with I'm me. The, I'm the producer. Don't yes. talk to the artist first. Talk to me. Um, Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so now your casting agent is going to be working on this. Okay, now, so Elijah Wood is interested, but Tay Diggs is not. No, he's not. All right, so there's our, okay, we're there now. So what do we do about the Tay Diggs character now? So now you're going to have to come up with another idea. Well, well, okay. Based on the conversations we had with, with that I've had with Pamela Kramer, mm-hmm. who is also, a, she's a casting director. Right. Okay. Uh, this is who we let's say we've hired her. All right, right. I've hired Pamela Kramer for uh, for my for my uh, survival horror out in the Pennsylvania woods with Elijah Wood and Tay Diggs, and right. she's reached out and Elijah Wood is interested, but mm-hmm. Tay Diggs is not. Yeah, he says, "Nope, not doing that. Not doing it. Not enough money. Not a big enough budget. And I don't do survival horror." Mm-hmm. He does, but let's not. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Okay. Now she's going to go out there and find the talent pool of people who match yes. the skill set. The looks, the skill set, the age range, the demographic mm-hmm. of and Tay Diggs. Another possibility that may mm-hmm. happen is that maybe Tay Diggs' agent was like, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's being so cranky lately. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, it's his new diet. But I have another client. Yes. He might have someone else. That, mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. This is what these agents do. You know, they represent multiple people. So mm-hmm. sometimes they'll have somebody else and they'll have a, a recommendation. Okay. And they'll throw somebody your way. Gotcha. Now, one thing to note, you are not getting these people into an audition. No, they don't audition. They do not Elijah audition. Elijah Wood is not auditioning for your movie. No. He just doesn't have the time. You, unless you're literally paying him a couple grand for that audition, he's not, he's, no, he's got money to make somewhere else. Right. You know, and this is, this is just a fact. It's not that he doesn't want to audition for your film, but he needs to, he's making money somewhere else. Yeah, if you're going to offend him by asking him to audition, then why is he going to work with you in the first place? Yeah. So... Okay, so now we have Elijah Wood. He's interested. Okay, he's interested. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to work with our casting director, and we're going to work with our lawyer. All right. And we're going to draft up... A letter of intent. An offer letter. An offer letter first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Letter of intent is next. Yes. Gotcha. All right, so an offer. We're going to make an offer to Elijah Wood. Right. For the film. We have a $500,000 budget. You're, uh, we're offering you... Um, we can offer him one of two things, either a fee for the film mm-hmm. or a back-end percentage. Or both. Or both. Yes. Okay. So we could offer him a lower fee by giving him a back-end percentage. Yes. Now, the we, thing you have to realize is Elijah Wood, he knows what his name is worth and yes. he knows that his name is adding to this. Yes. So of those other people, you know, the people who gave us our development funds, mm-hmm. he's going to slide right in behind them. Okay. So he's going to get paid alongside those people as well. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, so now I have to convince investors that three people are being paid before them. Yes. Okay, this just got harder. Yes. All right, and that's if he gets percentage. Yeah, that's if he gets percentage. All right. It doesn't have to be. No. But with a name that big, most likely. He knows He knows what his name is pulling. Yes. Yeah, and that's why these people in Hollywood, that's why they get paid so much. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're divas. Mm-hmm. It's because they know how much, they know the fact that this production You're selling company it off their name. is banking on their money. Yep. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. made the money on Iron Man because he knew him as Iron Man was going to sell that movie. Yep. He knew that that billion dollars... 70% of it was just coming from the fact that he His was name. playing Iron Man again. Yeah. Wolverine, uh, Hugh Jackman yeah. gets paid what he gets paid because they know that people are coming to see him play Wolverine. Not just Wolverine, yeah. but Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So he gets $200 million, not because he's a diva, yeah. but because that company is making a billion dollars off of his name alone. Yes. His name and his likeness. That's what he's selling. He's selling his name and his likeness. Exactly. And if you were in his position and somebody else was making a million dollars off of your name, you better damn well believe you want at least a third of that. Mm -hmm. You want at least that much. So don't think that they're being uppity about it. Like, oh, well, what do they need all that money for? They don't need all that money. It's a matter of pulling weight it's a matter that that's plain and simple. That's what it is. You know, this company's making billions off of their name. They deserve, they deserve to get part of it. Period. Right. And so here's here's another thing that that kind of came out in this talk, which I, I think kind of fits in what we're kind of talking about right now. And you're not going to get Elijah Wood for this, you know, but a, a, a TV star or somebody who has some recognizable. Sure. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, you may be able to talk him down to what's called uh, Schedule F. It's a SAG after a Schedule F. Which that? Uh, it's a standard. It's the, there's different schedules, which is like a standard fee that, that they're going to make okay. off, the, off your film. Okay. Schedule F is a lower on the lower end, clearly, because it's F. It's not A. Mm-hmm. Um, $65,000 up front. Okay. That, I think that's doable. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's doable. We could do that. Yeah. 
So that's, I mean, but I think that's the first time I've ever had a number thrown like right. that. That's the first time I've ever heard it. So I thought it would be All important right. for our audience to know. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing that you're looking at. So, you know, if you start to budget something, if you get it in your brain, so pretty much you're basing that budget in your lookbook, assuming that you get a fair number of them for Schedule F, which mm-hmm. is $65,000 each. Okay. And that's up front. Mm. That's not after the movie's made. That's not, this is when, when this they is... sign the contract, you send them a $65,000 check. Wow. <laughs> we haven't even shot anything with them yet, and they're just getting paid. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, but the big thing being is, okay, when, let's go back to our offer letter. Our offer letter, um, a lot of times managers, and we all know this clearly, managers do not want their clients to work on your, on your indie film. No. They, they just don't. It because takes, they can get money somewhere else. They can get they a lot get more, more money, money yeah. elsewhere, and the manager's making a commission. Right. So they, they, they don't want their, their clients taken off the table for a month, month and a half it takes to shoot your film. Yeah. You know, um, where they can go make they get their client ten million dollars at another film for in four weeks, right? You know, or sixty five thousand dollars from you. Mm-hmm. That's not because mm-hmm. no. then you know the manager. I mean, say he gets ten percent, he's getting sixty five hundred dollars. Whereas yeah. if they could actually get something, if they can get him a million dollar contract, yeah. then he's making he's making a hundred thousand dollars off of that. Yeah, versus sixty five hundred. Trust me, that manager wants that hundred thousand over your sixty five hundred, and they're willing to let their their clients sit there and wait for the hundred thousand. Yes. Yeah, because it's worth waiting. For them and the client, it's worth waiting. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I've heard in a number of different podcasts, one way of, of getting around this situation is by sending an offer letter. Mm-hmm. An offer letter a manager must present to their client. Okay. Um, so an offer letter will go out. No matter how low. No matter how no low. No matter how low it's an offer, they have to give it to them? They have to give it to them. They have to look at it. Okay. Is that actually true? That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I don't know wow. 100%, but... I'm sure that they're that they can sit on it. They have a certain yeah. I'm sure that they they're yeah. When when you send out an offer letter, you send it out with I a think copy it also of depends your. Depends how many other offer letters they have. If yeah. they've got ten offer letters and eight of them are for you know six hundred thousand dollars each, and yeah. there's two of them for three hundred thousand dollars, they're going to give them the six hundred thousand first. Gonna, yeah, they're going to go. That'll go to the bottom of the pile. It goes to the bottom of the pile. Yeah, eventually they'll get it, but they're like, oh look here, you got this offer, but you're shooting this already anyway, so yeah. yeah. Um, so manipulate. Your, yeah, your offer letter goes out with a lookbook, a copy of the script, and a deadline. All right. So they, they have, have their, to answer have, by a certain. They time. have to answer by a certain time. Mm-hmm. Now that manager will push that deadline. Yes. You will not hear from that manager till the day of the deadline. Yes. Don't think that because you gave them a deadline, oh, well, we have to answer them right now. No, absolutely not. That manager is waiting to see every single offer that comes in down to the minute of when they need to answer you. Because they, they, you may say, okay, we have a deadline of 3 o'clock on Monday. You are not hearing from them till 2.55 because they might get an offer at 2.54 for twice what yours is shooting the same exact time so that at 2.55 they can call you and say, no, they decided to do something else. Because if they, and let's say they agree to you on Friday, then that Monday offer has to be turned down. That Monday offer for more money has to be turned down. They are going to wait till the very last minute mm-hmm. to send you that back unless you have some major street cred. Yeah. Unless you have some major credibility. When Warner Brothers calls somebody and say, hey, we got a $200 million movie, mm-hmm. they're not waiting till the very end because Warner yeah. Brothers can find somebody else. Yeah. And mo- possibly for cheaper. Yeah. You know, because, hey, you want to work for Warner Brothers. You want to be in the next Warner Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. So as an indie filmmaker, understand they are going to wait till the very last minute. Yeah, and they're going to make you feel horrible about oh, yourself. Oh, God. What did they the do horror, to her? The horror stories that they put the, them through. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, this this came down to where she said she was she, where where one of those moments where she felt because she was a woman, this is yes. how they treated her. Yeah. The agent actually hardballed her, mm-hmm. called her personally. Yeah. When around their casting manager. Okay, because here's the, here's the thing we're, we're gonna highlight right now. Mm-hmm. Your agent, their agent, should be talking to your casting and agent. That's it. And your lawyer, they yes. should not be talking to you. You are not part of negotiations. You are not trained no. to take part of negotiations. No. Pretend that that casting a- that agent for that actor, that actor's agent, is a terrorist. Mm-hmm. You do not. <laughs> you do not negotiate with them. He's going to extort as much money out of you as possible. And he yes. is going to scare you, and he is going to mm-hmm. make you feel small. And he is going to make you feel like a little yeah turd yeah um uh, uh, she didn't name the person she didn't name anybody but just to say it sounds something like they went from a $65,000 down to $65,000 for the movie to $500,000 for this actor no 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 was it no, I think they went up to about one hundred and twenty. Hundred. Oh no, it was one hundred fifty thousand dollars. It was one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars for this actor from sixty to yeah. one hundred fifty. Okay. Now, remember? Uh, no, was it? Yeah, it was, it was. No, it was. No, 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 no. It was. It was higher than that. It was higher than that because remember, I said it in the in the in in the thing that I said to you secretly. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mickey Rourke mm-hmm. got paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for Iron Man two. That was his fee. Yeah. He was paid $250,000 for Iron Man 2 to be the villain in Iron Man 2. Yeah. This agent had brought his actor's fee up to $250,000 for this indie film. Yep. So always keep that as your standard right there that Mickey Rourke made two hundred fifty grand for Iron Man 2. Yeah. So understand that Look, realize that this is what Hollywood studios are paying somebody. You should not be paying anybody anywhere near that amount. Right. Never, ever should you be paying that. Right. So, um, yeah. And the agent's going to try to bring you up. So they, And the agent's going to bring you up. And what the agent's going to do, the agent's going to try and wrangle, and they may actually use you in this mm-hmm. capacity. Absolutely. Um, is that they're going to get a competition, a bidding competition. Yeah. And so they're going to have two offers, and they're going to be going back and forth between the two, bouncing, 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 yeah. bouncing, up and up Trying and up and up and up. to get two different productions to bring this actor's f- fee up. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a good percentage. that you you just keep going, 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 and then you'll still lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And once you lose you feel like the credibility of your film goes down a little bit and you're going to have to take a lesser actor. Uh Now, the big important thing that they said, which I think is really important to, to, to let our audience know too, is you're not looking for the biggest actor. No, you're not looking for Tom Cruise. You're not looking for Tom Cruise. Unless unless you know Tom Cruise's babysitter, you're not getting Tom Cruise in your film. It's not going to happen. What you want is the best act, best and biggest actor for your audience and for your film, for your budget and for your budget. Yes. For your film, mm-hmm. what's the genre? What are the fans? What are your demographic going yeah. to want? So, Who are they going to know? So Who are making, they going to recognize? So making a survival horror, Tay Diggs is probably not going to sell my survival horror unless mm. I'm in theaters across America. Right. That's the only way it's going to happen. Right. But indie horror fans are not going to care about Tay Diggs in my film. No. He's, they're just not. No. Elijah Wood will do it because the, the, he could sell it. Yeah, he could sell he it. He could totally Especially sell it. Especially if he's going to be the villain. He's going to be some crazy, oh, psychotic yeah. Oh, yeah. villain. Yeah. Oh, Sin sh- City. Sh- oh, yeah. Every <laughs> indie horror fan saw Sin City and said yeah. he was amazing and yeah. they loved him in that yep. and they loved him in Maniac, Maniac yep. you know and the He's other one that, in Cooties he was yeah. in Coot- he does he does indie horror so yes. he might actually be he might be you know, worthwhile Daniel Radcliffe is another one yeah. great these are 
big Hollywood actors, but they do indie films because they appreciate it. Yeah. So understand who your audience is and go for those actors. Mm-hmm. Elijah Wood may totally be out of your budget, but try. Try. He might. See You're not going to lose anything trying. We really but you know. You got to get the script to him, and that's yeah. what the problem is. Yes. That's where it's hard, and this is where your development funds come in to yes. pay your casting manager, your casting director, to get. It yes. to him. Yes. And if that means, unfortunately, you or your casting director has to fly to a party somewhere mm-hmm. where you know Drop Elijah Wood is going to be go. there. Yeah, you know he's going to be at a party somewhere because, you know, his film, a new film he's in is premiering. You know he's going to be at the after party. Mm-hmm. You or that casting manager may need to fly across the country to be at that damn party yep. to pay the $300 dinner fee to walk in and that flight fee to get over there so that you can physically... And the black cocktail dress to, you know, yes, to fit the... Exactly. the, the <laughs> so that you can physically be at that party to usurp around... Elijah Wood's manager Mm -hmm. and get directly in front of him and hand him that script so he can see it, read it, and say, I like this. And then what does he do? He calls his manager Mm -hmm. and says, hey, I just got handed this script and I really like it. Talk to them. Or the other thing that can happen, which is what they did, their casting agent knew Mm -hmm. of a way to reach the actor. Yes. Went around the the agent, Mm -hmm. spoke spoke to the actor and told them, the offer letters on the way. Yes. So, that, so then they picked up the phone and they said, "Why didn't I? Why haven't I seen this offer letter?" Yep. Yep. Because now they're upset that they had that. They, now they feel that their manager is hiding stuff from them, even though right. they're not. Even though they're not. Right. You just have to be just as shady and, as that manager. And that knocks their their manager down a little bit. Yep. Yep. And now they're now not going to listen. Yeah. Now they're interested. Now they want to work on this. And mm-hmm. now they're a little upset with them. Mm-hmm. And the manager's keeping them from working on this project that they're interested in. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa, wait a what minute. What are you doing? I pay you to tell them yeah. to give no, me No, no, no. Just, just take this. I'm fine with that. We don't yeah. need to push them up. We don't need to push them up. I want to work on this. Yeah. That's how you keep your budget low. Yes. That's how you do it. You got to find a way to get to that actor. Yes. Um, so then once once you get to this point and, and what you're striving to get is a letter of intent. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't sign the offer letter until the money What's is there. What's a letter of intent? What's a letter, a letter of, of intent? intent is essentially, it's not, you cannot publicly say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can only have it on inside conversations. You okay. can talk to your investors, you can talk to your creative team, mm-hmm. um, and you can tell them that this, this, so this person... Isn't, this isn't going on Facebook. This is not going on Facebook. It's not going on my website. It's not going on your website. put it on my newsletter. No. No. Son of a bitch. You can barely even call your mom and tell her. Oh, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> mom wants to know everything, though. Well, mom's going to tell her bar- her, her beautician and her and hairdresser. And post it on Facebook and, and then the, said, I lost my whole movie. You lost your whole movie. So okay. essentially, your letter of intent is them saying, yes, I intend to be in this movie. If you get the budget. If you get this budget. So, okay. So Elijah Wood is now saying, all right, I'm willing to do your movie for Mm $100,000. $100,000 fee for me to do your movie or whatever my deal is. Let's say it's a $100,000 flat fee for the movie. Fine. If you can get your budget of $500,000, I'll do your movie for a hundred grand. Yes. And, um, but you have to get that money first. Yes. By a certain time. By a certain time. Hmm. I see. So you have six months to get this money and get the movie rolling. Yes. If you don't have it, so it's, uh, it's what is it, May right now? Mm-hmm. It, so basically, a lot of If you don't have it by have, November. If you don't have this money by November, I can't do your film. Yes. 
All right. All we right, have to so renegotiate this letter of intent. It oh, could be another okay. thing. So there's a renegotiation possible. There, all it's right. It's possible. It's possible. Okay. All right. All right. So that's possible. Depending on how much they want this movie and if they're and what kind of work comes in for them. Okay. It's a big. Sh- it's a long shot. It's a long shot, but, but it's a shot. But you can now tell your investors that Elijah Wood is interested, yes. and all he needs is the money, and we can get this rolling. Yes. So that's what you do. All right. Cool. As soon as you get this letter of intent, and you hit the ground running, and you contact every person with money that you could possibly think of, and you are, I got Elijah Wood in and my movie. And you scream to the heavens inside a room with closed. Closed, closed windows and locked doors. Yes. I got Elijah Wood who's going to be in the movie if yes. you can give me the money. Yes. Just make sure those windows are closed and there's no recording devices. Cell phones are kind. dumped in water outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has to go into a clean room with a yes. Full, yes. Sc- full scan, <laughs> full <everybody>. body scan. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so we got Elijah Wood who's interested in our film for $100,000 and yeah. the casting agent is still looking for another replacement of Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the next step? Well, we're going to talk to our investors about Elijah Wood and we're going to get on this casting agent. They need ASAP to figure out who this character is going to be. All right. Okay. So the, essentially what we want is a character that is, can still add more. All right. We want more. We're greedy. You know, we want, we want another really good name. Throw out another good name. Another good name? Yeah. Next to Elijah. Um, well, how, as, as big as Elijah Wood? No, it doesn't have to be as big, but it has to be somebody AJ who's good Bowen. for the film. A.J. Bowen. Okay, let's go find A.J. Bowen. All right, A.J. Bowen. All right, so then the casting agent starts pursuing him. Mm-hmm. And now, meanwhile, you're talking up your agents, you're, you're putting all your things into place, you're getting your cash, your crew, anybody who's above the line is okay. who you're pretty much securing. Um, you're also trying to find your location, so you're hiring location managers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, I'm hiring a lot of people here. <laughs> And this is all coming out of my development development fund. fund. Damn, that's, this stuff is expensive. Yep. All right, all right. Now I understand why I need development funds. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. So now we've we've been at this say six months, eight months. Six months already? I don't know. Oh my God. This this can take a really long time. Six months. Like I said, these these two lovely. Okay, ladies, so what so what you're saying is that this doesn't happen overnight. No, this okay. does not happen overnight. And that's why there's so many development funds. That's why this, that's why I'm talking. That's why you yeah. That's why you get fifty thousand. This is going to take a long time. This yeah. isn't going to happen. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. All right. Continue. And and. Uh, and of course, this is all because now this is all after you spent a year and a half perfecting the script, mm-hmm. and and doing and and creating your uh, your 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 storyboards and creating your schedule for the film itself, yeah. and and all of your shot lists and all this stuff is done already. Mm-hmm. So before we even did this, we spent a year and a half, two years, just prepping to get to this point. Yes, that's what was free. Yeah, that stuff was free. Yeah, because I just did that on my computer at home. Right, oh, okay. and. And the way that this is all... Oh, my God. Yeah, this is, the way this is all set up is your, your development funds will get you through the negotiations. They'll get you through securing certain things. You know, and then once you get the money, mm-hmm. you hit the ground running and you go into development. It's uh, go into production as soon as you possibly can. Okay. So the day that you have the money is the day that you start signing offer letters. You start paying off your actors. Mm-hmm. That money goes down. You pay your locations. You pay your people. You pay this, pay this, pay that. Then you go into production as quickly as possible. Okay. So basically, once we get the money, we want to be filming within a month? A month. Wow. So, so, so okay. So we need to get the money by November in order to, to secure Elijah Wood. Let's say we get it down at the very last minute. All right. It's November 13th and his deal was November 14th. November yeah. 13th, I call Elijah Wood. We got the money. We're good to go. We better be shooting by Christmas. Yes. That's, oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. So now that also means that over this next six months, like you said, all of my locations have to be secured and know that we're shooting in December. Mm -hmm. 
they and all of our actors have to know that we're shooting in December. My yep. DP and my sound guy, all of my all my crew needs to know we are shooting in December. Yep. What happens if I don't get the money? Well, by November. Then you have to make that really hard, hard, terrible phone call. Well, the that's first these. call, yeah, the first call is to Elijah Wood. Yeah. All right, we're not going to get the money by November fourteenth. Yeah, you're going to have to request to push the dates. An extension. Yeah, extension. Okay. And um, nobody wants to make this phone call. Nobody wants to hear this phone call. But mm-hmm. this phone call happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that agent, and and even as they said, that agent will make you feel like you are the worst person in the world for canceling this. But the truth is that agent gets calls like this every day. single day. Which is why they're probably miserable, miserable people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if they're miserable people. They're just used to it. Well, that's why they're mean people. They're, they're negotiable. They're negotiating people. This is, this is what they're doing. They're doing this because they know that out of all the... All of all the offers their their actor is going to get, again, maybe 10% of those offers are actually going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they are just negotiating all day, every day for yeah. their multitude of actors that mm-hmm. they represent. Right. And this is all that they do. They hang up the phone from you telling you that they, you told them, oh, well, we got to push it forward. An hour later, they're getting a phone call from another project from a, for another one of their actors that this is being pushed forward again. Yeah. And this is just what they deal with all day long. So you have to understand that this is who you're working with. Hmm. You know, And this is why you do not want to be in the middle of those negotiations. No, which is why you bring your lawyer on very first thing. You yes. get those development funds. First thing you do is bring on your lawyer. The second thing you do is bring on your casting agent. Mm-hmm. Because they deal with this stuff every yes. single day. So they know how to talk to that agent. Yes. So as this woman said... Uh, which I I think is very, very uh, important to understand, that that actor's agent went right around Mm -hmm. and started calling her at home. Yeah. Calling her cell phone. She said there were days where she was literally at the supermarket and this agent getting phone calls from this agent trying to push up the offer because, oh, he's got an offer over here, but, you know, we need, you know, can you bring it up to here? Can you bring, and that's how we got to this $250,000 for yeah. this actor from sixty to $250,000 hmm. because she kept, this agent kept calling her right. straight. Right. And she's over here thinking, my movie's going to fall apart. If I don't get this actor, my movie's going to fall apart and this isn't going to happen. I need him. Anything he needs, I'm willing to give it to him. Yeah. Just fine. If that's what he needs to do it, then fine. And then a week later, she gets another call. Oh, God, yeah. And, and this agent is playing the role of he really likes the movie. Really, And the truth is, there's probably a chance the actor hasn't even been handed the script yet. Yeah. They're still negotiating. Yeah. Understand that this actor probably doesn't even know this oh, yeah. offer exists. You, they they'd even said that you do not see this actor you do not talk no, to this you will actor never, ever until the movie is yeah. until the money yeah. is had they worked out a deal where they where they facetimed hmm. with the actor he was a on chemistry set. test yes a chemistry test the actor wanted a chemistry test yeah and ended up not even being part of the film mm-hmm. didn't even do the chemistry test never got to that point but yeah. before that they worked out a deal with that with with the, okay well we want to talk to him personally we want yeah. to talk to him directly this is the kind of thing that your, your casting agent's going to bring in yes when they start pushing that price up and up and up and they're going to be like wait can we do some sort of chemistry test yes Let's, we need something yeah we need something we need to make sure that, that he's right for the yeah if, if we're going to increase 
his yes. rate this high. We 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 need to see. We need yes. to, to test the yeah. waters. So it went from them meeting him somewhere at, yeah. uh, to uh, to a to an hour long phone call that turned into like a fifteen minute phone call. Yeah, fifteen minute FaceTime. Yeah. while he was on set at another on another film. No. Across, on the other side of the country. Yeah. You know, and that's what they ended up having to do for 15 minutes. And yeah, he was great and it was perfect. And he said, I'd like to do, the actor said, I want to do a chemistry test with this actress. So this actor, as much as he probably wanted to do the film and he was interested in it, he's playing a part too. Yeah. And his part is to get this director to keep him on the film. Mm -hmm. So by simply saying, hey, I want to do a chemistry test with this actor, I, actress. I, if we're going to play romantic interest, then I need to make sure that we're... And then as the director, as this artistic person, you're like, oh my God, they he get likes it. it. He, he likes it. He likes it and he really wants to do he it. He likes wants, my movie. He wants to make this as best as possible. So he wants to make sure that everything's going to work out between him and this actress. And it's great, but he's also playing a part. Yep. And his part is get hired. Yep. This is a job interview on top of... Mm -hmm. artistic thing this is still a job interview yep. for him so he needs to tell the boss what the boss wants to hear yeah to get him hired yeah and they went through all this negotiation and they brought the rate up and blah 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 and all this stuff for nine months and then he didn't do it anyway yep. and then in the end when it came down to that last minute the agent called said no we got another offer he went somewhere else and they never heard from this actor ever again nope there was no courtesy phone call saying hey I'm sorry it didn't work out maybe we can work in the future because the truth is he probably didn't really want it it was just another job yep for him yep. it was just another job understand that that these actors are working multiple jobs mm -hmm. multiple sets multiple scripts and as much as they may like yours two months from now another one's gonna come along that they like just it's as much. much if not better if not better you know, and that's not a personal thing. Mm. It's just this is their job. Yeah, and that's and that's that's what they're they're charging you for. Yes, this it's is also their it's their, their name, their likeness, but it's also well, I may miss an opportunity. Yes, exactly, exactly. They're turning down five other offers to yeah. do yours. Yeah, you need to give them a reason to turn down those other offers. Yep. Plain and simple. It's it's a job interview. Yeah. You go you're when you're looking for a job, you want sixty five thousand dollars a year. If somebody's offering you sixty five, somebody else is offering you seventy, what do you do? You go back to that sixty five thousand and say, Hey, can you make it seventy five? Because this is still a job. Yep. So that's pretty much I think we're good on that. Yeah. No, I just think I that I would just want to wrap it up with what you learned and what I learned. Development funds. Development funds. Development funds. This is that's what we that's I, I that's really what we covered in this. Yeah. I think that was the one thing that we learned most out of all of this. Development funds. What and the they process are, where it's, how to it's use them. you know, how do you actually negotiate? How do you like what is the letter of intent? I think that was an important thing. What is the actual negotiation yeah. process like? Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing to understand, I mean, I guess I understood it on some level, was mm -hmm. the street credit concept. Yeah. You know, but it really, understanding that you use development funds, funds to build the credibility of the movie before you ask for the money. Okay. You know, I think that's the big key that I was missing when it came to development funds. Yeah, that we need money to get the money. Yes. And that's what, that's the thing that's going to separate you from that's good. That's what's going to separate you, not separate you, but move you from one level, one to, level the to the next. Yeah. Is understanding how to spend your money before you even have to spend money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's 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 the separation. So. And I think that's the other thing. You know, we all sit here and we're like, I'm going to crowdfund a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars, and it's like, 
You're right. With, don't do that. No, Get your don't. development funds through a crowdfund. Be able to secure the people that you need. Get, be able to hire that yeah. team that will get you the best mm-hmm. possible. The, problem, the, the only problem with that, with that, which is ob- the obvious problem, is I'm crowdfunding development funds. I'm not crowdfunding the what movie. Perks, what perks am I, I giving out? Exactly. How do I convince a crowd of people to give me money to develop a film? Right. That's hard as hell. If you know how to do, if you can do it, then I say do that. I think that's a great idea. It's yeah. if we can figure out how to do it. Right. I think it's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. You know, because then, because then, you know, people get their perks off of whatever and there's no money to pay back. Yeah. So it doesn't actually come out of your budget. There's nobody to pay back right up front. Your movie gets, you basically, these people who are part of that crowdfunding literally got the movie made. Yes. They literally got you to the point of getting this film made, of getting Elijah Wood in your film and A.J. Bowen and getting those investors. They made you, and because now you're talking about street cred. Mm -hmm. I just got $50,000 in a crowdfunding to develop the film. Yes. How's that for street cred? Yeah. That looks amazing on you. Mm -hmm. People believe in you so much, they're willing to pay Give just you to have you develop. Just to have you get to the point of making a film. Yeah. You know, just to help, give you money to help you find more money. Yeah. That's street cred. Yeah. That says miles. Leaps, that goes leaps, mile, and leaps and bounds for a producer. Yeah. You know what you're doing. You have a following. You, you're talented. You're everything. You are what they want. Yes. That's, that's, if you can find out how to do that, God bless you. Yes. <laughs> God bless you yes. because the investors will leap at that. Yeah. You can get money for literally for free. And there's and and you're going to investors without anybody up front. Yes, and exactly. There's nobody that has to pay back be paid back up front. No. Nobody's got to be paid back. They, oh, they love it. So that's the other thing I want to you're bring up. You're coming in with $50,000 to start this movie off and nobody else has to be paid back. Oh, beautiful. I here's, love it. You you have skin in the game too. Yeah. Here's the other interesting thing. Yeah. Um what I forgot to mention but I'm it's real quick. Um, when you get these development funds, you know, say you get your development funds up and going and you have um, investors that agreed to do the role, mm-hmm. the role into the production. Okay. Say Lionsgate happens to get wind of your movie. All right. And they want to buy it. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to make it. Mm. They just want to buy it. Okay. They want to, they like my script. They like your script All and right. they want to buy it. Okay. Now say you're going to sell your script for $500,000. Mm-hmm. You got 20% that you have to pay back. You're now negotiating for that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. What? Twenty percent. Where did that twenty percent come from? The people who rolled into your production. The fact that you have oh, an agreement. Oh, those development funds. The, the you development mean. funds. The people oh. who who agreed. The the investors that agreed. Oh, so to, we're back to that now. Yeah, but I'm oh, just saying. I was still on the crowdfunder. So. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I it reminded like something just happened gotcha. in my head. Okay, and I so thought it was so. So we have two investors who gave us twenty. Back to the beginning. Yeah. Twenty five thousand dollars from each from two investors. Yeah. Now Lionsgate wants to buy my film for how much? Say five hundred thousand. Okay. Cool. All right. I thought I could do this math very quickly, but I can't. <laughs> 50,000, 500,000, gotcha. Yeah. Keep going. So essentially when they want to buy it from you, what you're going to do is you're going to throw out your $500,000, but you're going to add 20% because their agreement with you, you just, is that they were rolling into the production. So you get them that 20%. So not only do you give them, 000. yeah, not only do you give them back their money, mm-hmm. you give them $100,000. You give them the extra money back. Yes, too. you give them that twenty. You use that twenty percent goes into your negotiations. Goes back to the original investors. Yes, now. to go back. So to now the they get paid back, and and you don't even have to make a movie. Yep. And you found a way to to pay them back. Yep. 
So when you want to make another movie, guess who may give guess, you development guess funds? Guess who's giving you money right <laughs> off the bat? Yep, those are the first people you go to because not only did you pay them back, you paid them back plus interest. Yep. And the other movie got bought by Lionsgate. Yep. Whether Lionsgate makes the movie or not, it doesn't matter. You no. just sold a strip of $500,000 to Lionsgate yep. and you paid back your initial investors plus yeah. plus money. Plus. they That money that they took that they're going to go now, all right, well, they had all that money. They're probably going to go invest it in the stock market and make even more money off yeah. of it. You're a sure bet. Yep. You need you know another movie? You call me. You yep. call me. You call me. You call me if you need money for another film. Yep. I'm I'm down with you. So what do we say about building relationships on earlier episodes? Uh-huh. That's a very important relationship that you just built. Yep. That's incredibly important. So All right, that's that'll do it. We're done. Yes. We're done. Development funds. That's so I hope none of you, you got it like too scared away by it but I yeah. think it was very but that's but this is something you worry about when you're getting to the next level yeah if you're honestly you're making a $50,000 movie $10,000 movie you don't need development funds no because again you're going to be doing this all your friends you don't need development funds you need favors yes you need favors you need friends yes. that's what you need and mm-hmm. those are your development funds favors yeah and pay your people back work work with them give them something in, in advance yeah. give them something in, in return yeah you know edit, edit an actor's real you know, tell your friend who's editing his movie and struggling to come on by for a couple hours and you know, take a look at whatever it. your day job is. If yeah. if it's if it's some sort of service, offer that to people. Yeah. I'll check your boiler. I'll re I'll install a new boiler for you. You're like you know, yeah. you're buying a new house boiler. I know how to install that. I'll do it. Yeah, just do it. Just bro, offer. if you ever move. If you I'll move, help you move. I got a van. <laughs> I got a van and you don't even have to give me pizza. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring the pizza. I'll bring the pizza. There you go. <laughs> and you the know, van. Anything. You know, that's it. Oh, I, that hot friend of mine, I'll hook you up. Let's <laughs> go, buddy. <laughs> My girlfriend's friend? Yes. You got it. There you go. The girlfriend's friend agreement. <laughs> so, um, all right, everybody. I hope you learned something of, about about development funds and stepping up to the next level. So yeah, definitely um, check out the check out these ladies' podcast. Yeah, check out their work. I mean, it is on. It is I think currently on Hulu. One of them is on Netflix. Is on Netflix, That's, and I think what's her name? Uh, Sarah, Sarah Wharton. Sarah Wharton's film was the name of This Is, is Us it? or This Is Just Us. This Is Us. Or, yeah, some. Something. Oh God! Is you don't have it written down? I was I was not professional. Oh God! So Sarah Wharton's film is on Netflix. It is an it is an LGBT movie as well. Mm-hmm. It is an LGBT romantic film. You know, from what I understand, there's a shower scene in it or something that people were talking about or something. What? For, for, I don't know. Somebody mentioned something about a shower scene. That's not us. <laughs> That's not us. Is the name of it. Okay, that's not us. It's on Netflix, and um, the other lady is Naomi McDougal Jones. Naomi McDougal Jones. She's the one with the podcast, um, which is once again fearful less. F e a r parentheses full f u l full not full f u l oh f u l full f u l parentheses l e s s fearful less that is her podcast uh and from what you can tell it seems like they're they they talk more financials and numbers Mm -hmm. and you know things like that i haven't listened to it yet it's only been a week i i had other things to catch up on but yeah you said a lot of numbers a lot of accounting type things a lot of a lot of the business aspect of filmmaking and her other and her movie is imagine i'm beautiful okay all right so check those out is that on netflix i believe so 
possible. All right. And that was the $80,000 film. Yes. And Sarah Wharton has her $10,000 film mm-hmm. on Netflix as well. So yep. people, it is possible. It is possible. It is possible to get your $10,000 movie on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is totally possible. Yep. So don't let anybody tell you it's not. It is possible. You just have to put the time, the effort, the talent, the work in. Mm-hmm. And it really sounds like the both of these women have put in the time and the work yes they've put it in and and it's paid off for them and and it was absolutely amazing um that they were willing to open up impart three hours worth of impart three hours worth of knowledge to a bunch of women um and three guys and three guys three guys who they apologize to us multiple times (laughs) like i'm sorry men but i gotta talk to the ladies here for a moment (laughs) and 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 i guess one thing i have to admit i did feel that me and the other guy he was skinnier one of the other guys he was way skinnier than me so i felt like they would eat him first as the women were piling in i felt like my (laughs) wife had brought me here to be torn apart yes you were horrible (laughs) felt like i was i was lunch okay that's it all right that's it for filmmaking sucks we're gonna call it that for this week we've been rambling for a while so uh once once again once again we'll be at severed we'll be at the severed short film night and uh in 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 stroudsburg pa at the sherman theater on may 27th and then on may 28th we will be at the uh first contact film festival at in lake in 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 lake lake hapatcong lake hapatcong new jersey at camp jefferson for first film fast first contact film festival Theta States is screening at 2.40. We will be there all day long, though. I think doors open at 10. Come on down. It's $10 for the day. Go to the You can go to the festival all weekend. $15 for the weekend. $10 for Sunday. Come on down. Hang out with us. See Theta States. Where we've been winning awards all over the place. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is Filmmaking Sucks. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcasting podcatching app of your choice. Rate us, review us, email us at filmmakingsucks at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, problems with what we said, or just um, suggestions for a future episode. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. And if you're a female filmmaker, just say hi. Just say hi. Just, just say, say hi. hello. Just say hello. Email us. Uh, That's it. Get on out there, everybody, especially if you're a woman. Thank you for listening, and make good films. And hire women.